my life did flash before me in the other day, and it was all in anime. So, how long have you been Asian? So, uh, so you're doing firearms instruction, and uh, and uh, I don't know where I was going with that. That was bad. I'd like to welcome everybody back to another edition of the Gun Show Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Fuller, and I've got Martin Davis with me. I'm Martin Davis. And Seth Fuller. I'm Alan Gilman. <laughs> I've got, uh, we've got William Petty here all mic'd up. Uh, we're going to talk to him a bit today. And uh, in the background, we have uh, Alan Gilman. Say hi, Alan. He would. He's Petty, too busy uh, taking his shirt off. Petty is part of the show now. Right now? He will well, be. Well, no, I know. But the, way you, but the way you said it was like he's only here for this one thing. Right, well, so. depending on how tonight goes. I mean, he's it's, not racing it's NASCAR. Tentative. Yeah, he's busy. He's got NASCAR. He's got. I've got a lot of shows actually to perform, singing and whatnot. He doesn't know where to put his hands. I don't know if he's going to make it. <laughs> I just feel like there should be something in them. I don't, I don't know what to do with them. So anyways. So you hear the old man in the background yeah. over there? There it was. He we got you. Spoke. We got you. I think we got him. All right. Hold on, All hold right. on, hold on. No, Why don't this, we have uh, Petty tell... Uh, can, what's his first name? William. William. That's what I said. William. <laughs> Why don't we have William tell us a little bit about himself? William, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Can I can I use my hands while doing that, or is it no? As long as you use your words as well. Uh, I was a cop out in Albuquerque, and um, you were a cop out. I was a cop out, cop out in Albuquerque. I've done that, and uh, I'm from from Texas. Worked out in Texas as an instructor, and then uh, just got back from Dubai, where I spent the last 14 months working over there as an instructor for. uh, Oddly enough, Texas A&M, they were running a police academy for the Emiratis in Dubai. Wait, you're an Aggie? No, 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 I'm not an Aggie. I worked. <sighs> I worked for Texas You've got Seth all excited. Oh, are you, yeah. are, you, are you an Aggie? My Seth, wife is. I am, proudly. Seth, Seth is an equal opportunity. I go to school there. Yeah, that too. I've covered pretty much all the important Texas schools. <laughs> two years at a time. <laughs> Sometimes less. No, really, Dubai. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was it was great. It was a unique experience. I heard they had religious police there. Um, I never encountered them, but I heard the same thing as well. Were you in the general population, as they call it, in prison? Or were you on a base? <laughs> Wait, were you in a college? Where where were you in Dubai? All right. Uh, they have a facility called Zayed Military City, and uh, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a city out in the middle of Nowhereville, um, about an hour from Dubai. Uh, and that's where we worked. We worked on the military base out there. Oh, so you weren't necessarily within the population. You had your own little side thing where everybody spoke English and nobody was um, persecuting you for your religious beliefs. No, no, no. <laughs> we, uh, we, we taught through interpreters uh, to oh. the Emiratis. You know? yeah. and, uh, and then we also taught uh, Nepalese and Vietnamese uh, conscript forces, which are pretty popular over there. So uh, did that, and then uh, I'm, I'm happy to be back stateside. That's cool, though. Did you like – it's a desert out there, right? Like it is It is desert. a desert. You know, we actually uh, – we were living on the military base, and I had had enough about that after about five months. Um, so I moved into Dubai, and my wife came out there, and we lived out, lived in Dubai, and I just commuted out to work. Oh, so you did um, live off the economy. Yes. Okay. Yes. It was, it was awesome. Actually, right there on the on – the, on the beach. Now that place is crazy rich, right? That's the place with all the crazy islands, like man man made islands. Man made palm islands, man made world islands. in the world that's like now yep. like half empty or something like that. I don't know. I heard it was like But for like 20 bucks you can take an elevator to the top. Oh, <laughs> well, that's well, it. getting money from somewhere. <laughs> elevator rides. There is an ATM that dispenses gold in that what, building. Like is it Really? 
Yes, that's, that's that awesome. is pretty awesome. Whoa. No, seriously, you. I mean, just in case you're walking around and, and you're like, gold, yeah. you're like, oh man, you look in your, you look in your wallet or your satchel or your purse or whatever. Where do you gold. carry your gold at? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Damn it! I I'm fresh out of gold. I I don't have any gold. My feet are too light today. Yes, <laughs> that would be. I awesome. was gonna go buy this Ferrari, but they only accept gold. Uh, yeah. So Dubai. That sounds awesome. Is Dubai doesn't want to have them a city that they're trying to become like electric cars, all electric city? Is that Dubai or is that Abu Dhabi? Yeah, don't give me a lot. Dubai. I don't know. They, had, like, they have so many. The thing the is, they have so much money and they have so many things Ridiculous in the work. So many projects. Yeah, they have so many projects in the work. It's, it's hard to keep track of all of them but there's really only two main cities worth mentioning or living in over there it's it's really all about abu dhabi or dubai did you get strange looks not is there a lot of people covered there do they have the full coverings the head coverings and such like that or um there's you know because it's a very modern city there's of course the the people that are more traditional uh okay. the emirati there are 10 million people that live there, but only about 800,000 of them are actually Emiratis. Everyone else is uh, an expat. Oh, yeah, so, and they have a lot of people coming. So right? basically, when yeah. you, when you, you're an instructor, right. so when you leave, what are the gun laws over there? Oh, man, the, the gun laws are very strict, which uh, is in obviously stark contrast to a lot of the other Middle East countries. Um, when we'd go out to run a range, they would actually count the rounds out. And then when the soldiers <laughs> or the police officers got done shooting... The instructors had to pat everyone down and make sure that no one was leaving any rounds. Nobody took an extra round. Yeah, oh. it's it's wow. really really and interesting. What were they shooting over there? I mean, were, were we looking at ARs with AKs or what? Exactly? You know what? I was I was I was thinking when we got over there that we were going to be shooting all AKs and and whatnot. But when we got over there, the uh, AR platform they were using was a Colt Commando, which okay. was awesome. Totally decked out. Um, L3 had really uh, put all their optics and crazy stuff on there. Um, really had it all set up great, but no, not a sling to be found. <laughs> well, so did you? Do you L3 use them? doesn't make slings. Yeah, I, Why would they put them on the gun? It's, it's hilarious because you know you have somebody who's ordering this material and they're not they're not setting yeah. it up to be user friendly. So what did y'all do? Did you paracord or? What I took everything off. I took everything off the the AR. I stripped it all the way down just to the sights, and that's how we learned to run the guns. Uh, uh, at first, at and, then, first. and then you you know then you had the then more advanced started, rifles. Yeah, and, then okay. we slowly started incorporating. Because you want to get the basics it. down with the iron sights, so they understand how to actually shoot, and then you know how the actual mechanics of the gun works not all these bells and whistles that hit them in the face all of a sudden exactly okay. exactly how difficult was it to teach them to shoot because uh, i've heard stories from other people in uh, other arab countries for lack of a better term uh saying that to train somebody to aim is is somewhat difficult it's like a i don't know a society barrier um there definitely is a language barrier. Oh, of course. You know, yeah. uh, especially when you get into words that are that are technical. technical so when you're talking sure. about, you know, um, uh, sight picture, picture sight, sight alignment, yeah. all, all the th- you know things like that, um, magazine, and and even even some of the other things that are a little more simple, um, we would think that'd be easy to translate over, but it it wasn't. So the language was the biggest issue. They ran caracals for their handguns. Um, which is uh, which I was not fond of. That's a local gun. Yeah, yeah. made right there in the UAE. Um, yeah, so we, we had a lot of experience on the Caracal. They ran the uh, Colt Commando, and then for their AKs, they ran um, milled Arsenal AKs, chambered in five five six. Wow, that's interesting. Interesting. Now, that's, some, um, that's some expensive magazines. <laughs> did they have? Did, were they running P mags or what? Were I mean, in all honesty, were they running Colt mags or P mags or what was? 
The cult mags. Oh, they were yeah. cult mags. Okay. Yeah, they were they were cult mags. You know that in that translation, some stuff was lost when you're trying to use word, you know, sight picture and stuff like that. Oh, technical mm-hmm. jargon. And so you know oh, they yeah. went around going, the guy keeps telling us to look at our eye picture. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Uh, and you get some crazy looks, and then you have to kind of show them. But um, interestingly enough, we we and I keep using that. I guess it's part of being on the air. Interestingly, interestingly enough, enough, it's yes. kind of it's because I'm not you're not allowing me to use my hands. No, you I, can. I, I, you, you still are using your hands, but but, <laughs> yeah. but all of our viewers, which is just Alan, <laughs> he still has a shirt off. I don't I don't understand what that's about. You think it'd be our distracting, first viewer, right? Yeah. Our, that's first our, viewer. First that viewer. our first viewer. That is our first viewer. Do you think we could start selling tickets? I mean, is this is, is this a viable market? I don't think. Alan, I've been that. waiting for you for a long time. <laughs> At least seven podcasts. All right, so you got back from there, and now what are you doing? You said you spent 14 months there, so what are you doing now? Now I am working as an adjunct instructor over the TCC Northwest Police Academy. Okay, so what TCC would you... TCC stands for? Uh, Tarrant, Tarrant County, County College. College. So what would you say that you do on a normal basis? Um, I mean, are you are you in a classroom, or are you actually instructing people, you know, on the range, or what are you doing exactly? Uh, it's, it's it's divided time. Last week, we just finished up with uh, defensive tactics, um, and we're running basic police academies through, but we have a lot of in-service stuff. One of the classes that we have coming up is uh, patrol vehicle uh, CQB, Okay. and um, I think, actually, you're going to try to make it out to that, aren't yes, you? Yes, I am. So it's going to be two days of shooting from and in and around a vehicle. Do you get to drive the vehicle vehicle backwards really fast? You know what? Hilariously enough, uh, another unnamed individual and I were were driving the vehicle and shot out of it while it was moving. Nice. Yeah, but this is Texas. Who who hasn't done that? Yeah, I did that yesterday. You won't get in trouble for that. Did you have night vision? Oh, well. Wait, was this a pickup truck? Wait, well, here's... (laughs) Here's the way I look at it. Was there a spotlight involved? (laughs) Your time is divided, so you're kind of like the ultimate, you know, coach, like PE coach, you know, like like football coach. You got time in the field, and you have to do your classroom time at the same time. You, yeah, you don't yeah. have any instructors. There's, there's are there dedicated instructors? There are there are not any dedicated instructors for that facility. There are dedicated coordinators, and they instruct as well. Um, but the instructors that teach up at that academy are all um, adjunct instructors. So they're all either – most of them are actually current peace officers somewhere, and then you have – Several individuals like myself that are either retired or former, and that's just you know our profession. That's what we get to do. So there are some things that are a lot of fun. All the hands-on stuff like active shooter, building searches, um, of course the firearms, you know, portion of it, and then you have your classroom stuff, which is equally as important. But um, you know, for me, it's not as much fun because because I don't get to use my hands. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Do you guys do any force-on-force training? We do. We have uh, actually we did some last week and. Uh, um, we've got to go to a better system. We have we're using airsoft, yeah, um, and then some real action paintball, something or other. Yeah, yeah I don't know. So okay. it, like we simunitions? To, or? We need to actually get some real simunitions. Okay, so it was kind expensive. of like a knockoff. <laughs> it is, a, yeah, it is expensive. Yeah. It is expensive, and we're doing it on a campus, on a college yeah, facility, you'll make so it it's dirty. What yeah. about those uh, wax bullets? That's simunition. It, that that yeah. is simunition. Now I thought the simunition. Do those still have a little paintball inside of those? No, it's just basically it's a wax. Bullet. Okay, so when it hits. It's, that's what you see is the wax actually yeah. kind of dispersing, not yeah, a paintball. It, it makes a mess. We leased our facility out to the Dallas SWAT uh, over in uh, 
in Grand Prairie, and they were using it, you know, with simunitions. And I went in there to do something. I don't remember what it was. And uh, it, it just it was happened a, to walk in there while they're doing the simunitions. No, they were long already. gone. They were just leasing our facility, and it was an unused facility, so we didn't care. But right. it was. I wouldn't have, want to have to come behind them and try to clean up that mess. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 messy. And yeah. so, what what's like the how far out could you train with that? I mean, is it just is it strictly you know close quarters? You know, there's you... there they are really making some strides in that, and um, that actually happens to be one of the areas that I'm an instructor in. Uh, UTM makes an awesome round, and it's it's um, unlike the other rounds that are out there. It's a double primer round, meaning that the that the cartridge itself has two rounds. So one primer works the action of the of the firearm or the yeah. weapon system. And then the other primer actually projects the projectile. So where you get a lot of malfunctions on traditional simunition rounds is that one primer is trying to work right. the action of the firearm okay. and also project the the round. Um, but you can get you can reach out and touch someone. It's they make they make different different loads basically. Okay. For depending on what you're doing. So if you're going to go in and you're going to do building stuff and you're going to gum up and you're you're in in a CQB type environment. Um, you're going to use a softer round than you would if you're okay. doing like an active shooter. Okay. Um, you can actually, and I was looking at some pictures uh, a couple of couple of weeks ago. There was an individual who got shot through the cheek with a round that was meant to be for a. a, a it was a hotter round. Yeah. It was meant to be for like an active the shooter. Higher you know, so it actually pierced distance, through the skin. Pierced through the skin, knocked the tooth out. Wow. Yeah. Have you Ouch. thought about um, just pointing the guns and saying "bang"? No, that's Air Force. Oh, okay. That's what Sorry. we do. So yeah. it's, so it's yeah. actually it's a pretty serious thing. That's to train what I thought with you these. would suggest. Yeah, yeah. You have I to. Mean, you have to be kidding. We're not. Jo- we're not joking around here. I mean, this is not something that you're gonna you're gonna look at getting in your backyard to go play with your friends or anything. No, no. And, and in fact, there have been many cases where people. I mean, it's the equivalent of of running a real firearm. Okay. They have uh, rounds that are also aluminum rounds that are for in the use of like a shoot house or something like that. So basically you can set up a shoot house just using plywood mm-hmm. walls instead of having a multi multi million dollar shoot house where you actually use live ammo. And 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 then but on top of all of that, if you're how what kind of face mask are you wearing on this? I mean are you are you with the aluminum like a paintball? Uh, yeah, mask? like aluminum you know, rounds. Although the aluminum rounds are gonna be actual you know, consider lethal force. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm not okay. Let you shoot at me that's kind of what I was. That's kind of what I was. Convince me that that's a good thing to do. But that's where no one's ever died of aluminum poisoning. Okay, that's just lead. <laughs> that's where. I'm that's where I was wondering. You is, like, is give it, me a helmet, and then like, no, here you go. It's it's a face. It's a uh, it's a paintball mask. Just just put this on. Don't yeah, in a in a shoot house environment, um, you know, there's there's a substantial amount of cost that's involved in that. So. People are, are going through and they're using real rounds or, or even frangible rounds. That's that stuff's expensive, and over time, departments um, or entities, uh, you know, incur a, a large cost if they're sending somebody through that uh, pretty frequently. So, and do shoot houses? Do they have to ever be? What's the upkeep on a shoot house? What oh, are we man. looking at on that? Uh, it's, it's they have to be cleaned I mean, do out. Do the walls have? I mean, they have to take the lead out, you know, right. and then do they have to they were to replace these walls? Are they like self healing? Most walls, of the time, the uh, the the companies are contracted out to do that. I'm not aware of any entities that actually clean that those facilities out okay. themselves. So all no, that stuff's contracted out. Because yeah. yeah. you could only imagine that that wall could take so many hits in that same spot before they, you know, I right. do these walls have a round count? They, they do deteriorate after a while, and that's why people are going towards, you know, aluminum-type rounds or frangible rounds that don't actually damage the wall like you would with a, you know, with a traditional round. Now, do they load these up into their their 
you know, regular handguns and ARs, or do they oh, yeah. have special barrels, or what well, is this? Well, you know, when, when, when Simulations first came out, you had to buy a dedicated firearm for that system, okay. and, and the cost on that is astronomical. Um, now we've, we've moved, you know, moved the science along so far to where you can just have a drop-in bolt. Um, oh, really? And it'll run. Just Let's bolt. just buy 10,000 of these guns, Scott said. He said the market can't fall out. These are the future. <laughs> Simunition guns. <laughs> They're going to hey, be worth the weight and gold. So is, just, is the head different on that, or what, what's, what's going to make that different where it you need It depends on bolt. each weapon system. It depends on each weapon system. Okay. If you have an M4, you can drop in the bolt. Now, what's different? Okay, so I know a bunch of our listeners know what an M4 bolt or an AR bolt looks like. Right. So what would be the main difference between those two, between a simunition and a live, you know, live fire? Live round. Oh, that's actually key to safety when you're talking about some munitions because the bolt itself is going to usually be a different color. So it's going to have an indicator okay. indicating that it is not meant for live fire ammo. Okay. Also, the diameter of the round is going to be different so that you physically cannot load a round into the bolt or into the barrel. Um, either way. So if you have a if you have a munitions round, it's not going to work in a traditional um, lethal setup. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, you're not going to get a you know It'd you're not going like to be the person jam. that accidentally you know loaded a, a lethal round into, and you know there's there's pros and cons to it. The the cons are there the the safety issue goes up, so you really have to be careful about you know what ammo comes in, what ammo goes out, those those kinds of things. But the the for me the huge pros to that are the operators using their own firearm. Their own sling, Bro, their yeah, own definitely. magazines, their own, you know, if they're running an EOTech or, you know, uh, whatever, aim point, all that stuff stays the same. That's And that's one of the things, actually, um, Scott and I have talked about before with our 22s is, is training with the 22, you know, setting it up the same way as your 5.56. Right. You know, and, and Scott was kind of, you know, in agreement on some of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I've seen the old simunitions. I think... Uh, uh, when I started checking them out, you had to replace the whole upper, mm-hmm. which isn't too awful because at least you get the trigger control and you can probably use your sling and stuff. But if you're saying it's just a re- drop and bolt system, uh, like I say, then you get the optics, the sights, whatever you're running, and and it's your it's your gun. It's just got a different bolt in it. Well, not only like that, that, for for if you're you know you're running active shooter scenarios or or something like that, and you're a, you're a guy who's working patrol. Right. Let's let's even take the whole you know operator stuff out of it. If you're just a guy working patrol and you want to get in on a class like that. Um, you get to use your duty rig. You, oh, know, you don't yeah, have yeah. to use. I remember when we went to the academy, they gave us this yes. revolver that <laughs> shot a laser, and it was a military something or other. Alan, you know what I'm talking about. You you wear a little harness, and you Alan look like Alan just gave a like, touchdown sign. You look like you look like Starship Troopers. So it's like is it like a miles system? Yeah, miles yeah, here, it was miles. Yeah, it was miles. It was miles. All okay. right, yeah, miles yeah. Here, yeah. So and you were out there, you know, got this 15 pound. Trigger pull, and of course, none of us know how to knew how to. We all looked at the revolver, like, what, what is this, man? Which end did the bullets come out of, Sarge? And then it inevitably ends up, I got you. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is hardcover. No, it's not. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's where the pointing and saying bang always comes uh, down to. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm an expert at that. <laughs> Highly trained by the government. We normally just take laser pointers and point them in each other's eyes. <laughs> Yeah, that's very. That's I got you. That's very <laughs> dangerous. Okay, so stop. Hold on. I know we could joke about simunitions, but let's not joke about pointing lasers in people's eyes. We found out that could, that could crash planes. Crash planes, definitely. Just not dangerous. Funny. No Hong Kong lasers here. So on some of these classes that you do, um, twenty-two is becoming an extremely popular round for everyone to train with. What, what is what is something? What is a um, 
what is the police stance or, you know, in, in our area, because it's obviously going to be different right. where money is more available or, you know, not as available. What is the stance on training with 22 in the whole police community? Because my sister, who's a cop, she gets to, she only gets to shoot on the department's dime once a year. Right. And that's just not enough. Right. And you have to realize that's the that's the state minimum standard. So right. any department right. who's who's doing that. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty. I think it varies from department. It my, does. It my, does. My brother's department. He was just telling me a story where he went to the range and you know they, they let him shoot. You know, they, I think they were going to allot him 400 rounds of ammo just for you know quals and uh, wow. or uh, not quals. Um, oh, you know what I mean, refresher, right? You know, um, upkeep and uh, and he got there and then you know somebody else didn't show up. So here you shoot his ammo. So yeah. they had they had enough ammo for each cop who wanted to shoot it. And there is a state minimum where they have to shoot this much to to remain certified. But uh, I, I have seen it vary from department to department. So it, it does, yeah. depending on budget, depending on you know what they can do. But you why know, haven't we seen that shift then to twenty two? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, think do I think you traditionally think that it's law gonna be enforcement muscle memory that's going to be the most important factor here, or is it going to be the recoil? Well, uh, you talk- know, I'm a big fan of dry firing, and and one of the things that uh, you know we can talk about it at a later date, but is is training on a dime, and, and meaning um, training and making making yourself proficient. Um, with the lowest cost minimum, it's expensive to train. It's expensive it's to go to school. Expensive. It's expensive to shoot. It's it's an expensive hobby, and it's even more expensive if your life depends on it. And you you still need the training, but you know are not I, a millionaire. I think individually, uh, what Martin is getting at is is an entirely true thing. It's you know twenty two for the individual is very cost effective, but once you look at it from an administrative standpoint, from especially a larger department. Uh, you know, maybe that's maybe the ammo is the smallest cost of it. Maybe the, the maybe the the you know the time the officer isn't on duty, paying the officer, you know, paying the instructor, uh, what have you. Maybe all those things are more expensive in the big picture. On the other hand, we're gun guys. We understand how twenty two training or dry firing can can relate to actual shooting. But well, how as, about the expense of uh, a pension for a dead officer or paying for the hospital well, bills there's for that an officer too. damaged sure, on sure. duty or anything like there, that? Those there's are the idea that. of safety being the most important thing ever for an administrator. But but uh, what I was getting at was uh, from an administrative point of view, they might not even know that you can train with it. You know, there's a drop-in 22 conversion where they can shoot for two cents around instead of 32 cents around, or whatever it costs the department. Yeah. You know, and if they're not aware of it, and if nobody brings it up to them, and if nobody pushes for it in their department, it's not going to happen. And if you're an officer and you got to push for something anyway, don't you just push for more rounds as opposed to you know for 22 conversions for everybody? I, I don't know. And I think that's a. Uh, but definitely, we we all know it translates over dry fire, uh, mm-hmm. shooting a 22, shooting even just any other rifle can translate over to proficiency with your duty firearm. So I guess would you? I know I've said it uh, multiple times now, but would you would you push would you push your department if it was an option for you as an administrator? Would you push your department to start training with 22s, or do you think simunitions and and that is more important. If it if it really came down to a budget cut, and it really came down to you know we're going to shoot once a year, or and and that's it, then yes, I would I would push for 22s. But you know let's be honest, most departments have the capability. Most large departments or medium sized departments especially have the Texas, cap- yeah, especially yeah. in Texas, have the capability to equip or send their people to schools, send their people to. Um, classes that require six, seven, eight hundred rounds, and Homeland you know that's security that's money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it becomes worth it because if you really look at it, the the external cost of 
people who aren't trained, cops who aren't trained, who get into these firefights is, is tremendous. You know, you, you, you lose lives, you lose officers uh, on duty, you have to hire other officers, you got to pay for their insurance and all this, uh, all because you wanted to save a little money on not training them correctly. And of course, that 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 I mean, that's a that could be an esoteric discussion about you know cost on a piece of paper in front of you as administration, as opposed to some perceived cost further down the road that may never happen, hadn't happened to you, hadn't happened to your department yet, so you don't realize it. Whereas a big department, well, you know, theoretically they'll have come across that problem before, or they'll have enough training where they recognize that that is an issue. Well, and there there are. There are outlets, especially in the in the Texas arena, but all over the all over the the, the country that that uh, provide affordable training. You know, like that. And, and I'm not making a plug for for TCC. I mean, I don't make any money off of it. But you know, that that two day class is a hundred dollars. Yeah. You, you know, a two day a two day class from a big name is six seven hundred dollars. Plus you got to travel there. Plus yep. you've got the plus the, ammo. Plus ammo, which yeah. is a big one. Which yeah. is what we're talking about right which now. Tell. Which, which yeah. is actually one of the first things that you know you offered that course out to me. So you know for you know all the reasons for training on top of everything else but you you know you were like and i can get that fee waived and i said well how many rounds do i need and you were like oh about 850 and i went oh okay let me uh yeah, the fee's nothing compared to 850 yeah, rounds let me, go am, see, huh? let me go see where i can go uh, scrounge that up from so yeah i mean it's it's fun and i i find these things really interesting but it you know you are right you know training with like the tcc that hundred dollars is absolutely nothing compared to what you would pay if you wanted Chris Costa, and I, I don't even think 700 would cover Chris Costa for two days, would it? Yeah, I think their two-day class starts right around north of six. Okay, less so than seven, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you know, too, outside yeah, of that, expensive. there are a lot of local guys. Local. Um, now you have to be careful because there are, there are a lot of a lot of people that claim to be instructors or claim to be this, that, and the other, which. You oh, know, sure. Is, is, Just like anything else. You yeah. know, ninja. They went to ninja school X Y Z or whatever. Um, Are you talking about Ralph Severe? Oh, <laughs> but Sorry. you know there are a lot of there are a lot of good instructors who, who that have... man can fire two guns at the same time. <laughs> Don't talk bad about that man. Chuck Norris, I hear, is offering classes as well. So. <laughs> oh, no, I take his class. Oh uh, yeah, I do Steven Seagal since he's a sheriff. Does it? Shitty. Does it come with? <laughs> you you ha- it's mandatory. You have to have a ponytail to go to his though. Oh, <laughs> does yeah. the Chuck Norris? I looked at uh, Come with a free gusseted <laughs> pair of jeans. No, but you do get a body body. Is it total body? A total gym. No, total gym. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's total gym. Yeah, you do get one of those. But there are a lot of guys. There are a lot of great guys that that are in the the Metroplex that you know have been on on a tactical team for ten or fifteen years. They have the time. They have the experience. They've been instructors, and they offer courses that that pale in comparison to some of the big names. The training is going to be just as good. The training is going to be just as intensive. But I think a lot of people. Um, are not aware of them because they don't have the resources to market like a Chris Costa Well, and would. also, that comes along with anything like that. I mean, you ha- if you want to find out where the good classes are, you go and ask the people who do this on a daily basis, where should I go? They'll right. tell you five good guys that they trust that will give you a good price. Now, if you're just somebody who's a weekend warrior and decided that y- y- you, know, you want to get into guns so you're going to go take a class, then, of course, you're probably going to pick you know, you're going to Google who's the best shooter in the world and pick whatever website he has. I think it would be Alan Gilman once he puts a shirt back on. 
<laughs> I'm kind of starting to get used to him without the shirt. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. Anyways, well, it's like anything I'm else. I'm just right? glad he put a tactical vest on. We all end up with a box and of holsters that didn't work, right? Yeah. If you take enough classes, you're probably going to end up with a box of instructors that didn't work for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. You know, in fact, one of the classes, and I'm still taking classes. And, you know, I mean, contrary to popular belief, instructors have to pay for classes. You know, we still have to find ammo. We huh. still have to find. Um, so I'm, I'm taking a class uh, from a guy who's who's uh, a cop here in the DFW area, um, and uh, Duff, he runs a company called Group 6 Training. Phenomenal. I've heard of them. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great instructor, great stuff, runs a combat pistol class. I'm taking his class actually in November, and the the cost is minimal compared to the the the, the Disney World experience you'd get going to Thunder Ranch or right, Inside. Right. Nothing wrong with those. Nothing yeah. wrong with those at all. But for me, it's not necessarily about the experience. I want to just get the training. So you uh, got some news for us, Scott? Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, what uh, supposedly happened out in Anaheim. What California. did happen out supposedly Anaheim. happened in Anaheim? So we're not sure what well, happened. Well, the news but... didn't report it, so it didn't happen. Oh, that's true. Right? Well, if it isn't on CNN, I don't think it happened. Right. So how did how did it get reported? Uh, YouTube, the internet's uh, blogs, yeah, yeah. Um, lots of viral video. I mean, that's the thing video. about today's internet. You can't. I mean, like everything. Everybody recorded. has an internet camera in their pocket. <laughs> so you were talking a little bit about before this this show started about what. We call that what took off place. the air. Off no, the I'm air. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm messing with, with, with you. your other viewer, me. With the other viewer. Um, the on the air sign was and, off. Yes. And you know what? Actually, I, I wasn't up to speed on it. So apparently, I've I've been watching too much. Uh, what evidently Fox happened is uh, it, it all started with, and I'm not even 100 percent sure of it. I, I watched some of the videos. I got some of the take from it, and I just had some, you know, uh, initial reactions from it. How I long studied. ago did this happen? Would have been a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, last ten minutes week. ago. I okay. think early last. It week. depends. Because when pod you were time, describing, well, yeah, in pod time, <laughs> it happened several weeks ago. <laughs> when you were talking about that image yourself, yeah. and you were talking about the dog, the dog biting, you saw that. Okay, yeah. Now that did, that happened quite a while ago, mm, right? About two weeks. I okay. Say. See, I'm thinking of a completely different image then. Oh. Okay. Anyways, the yeah, videos that came out, uh, a lot of them were highly, uh, uh, you know, suggestive of police brutality because that's what people focus on because that's the sexy part of it and they were showing cops shooting indiscriminately into crowds with uh, less than lethal I don't even know what those two words mean together what are you talking about police brutality no, it doesn't happen. As long as everybody goes home at the end of the shift. So uh, the cops were, were, were what appeared to be on video, firing indiscriminately uh, less than lethal beanbag rounds, uh, rubber bullets, uh, tear gas into crowds. And the crowds didn't appear. You know, when you see that on TV, you see in Britain, you see the hoodlums in Britain getting mm-hmm. tear gas and shot at and beat with sticks. You see the, the, the G7 or the G23 or whatever it is nowadays. You see those people getting the snot beat out of them by the cops. There's a there's a there's a oh, I don't know a demographic of the people that are getting beat up and hit with beanbag rounds. You know it, it's young, it's uh, mostly male. Um, it it just doesn't uh, mostly non-compliant. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about these videos was the 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 demographic of it was there was older people, younger people, uh, kids, women. It it just really didn't fit. So the they profile. really got, really they really got the EEOC okay. thing going on out there, <laughs> this right? Was they a they while do not back. This was back in July. Wow, this happened in July. Yeah. I didn't find so out about it until a couple of weeks I ago. Didn't wow. Even. Okay. So in podcast time, that was like three years ago. That was, yeah, that was like that five was before years we ago. started potting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but anyways, it just is getting viral. The, the well, video that, that's has what happened. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't reported at the time in any mainstream media, which really yeah. 
was what threw everything. And um, supposedly what happened is some kid got shot uh, by the police. In the back of the head. In the back of the head. I knew it got shot in the back. It was the back of the head? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't and know that. And the back. And the neck. Well, and there are... Uh, <laughs> there are legitimate non-bad cop, bad shoot reasons for that to happen. When cops start shooting at you, sometimes you turn around and duck, right? Yes. No, again, here's the thing. Nobody... There were some reports of what happened with with that shooting. I don't know. There has been an ongoing investigation. Neither of the officers were arrested, anything like that. But here's... Let's get past the shooting. What disturbed me and what really got viral was the reaction of the police. Now, here's the problem. We talked about uh, the sim munitions, and we talked about the safety that you have to have around them. Right. And safety is the paramount concern. And and if you think about what happens when you're in a training and how safe you have to be, to then go out into the street and use beanbag guns like they're uh, just, uh, you know... Uh, fun? S- yeah, fun. They yeah. are fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As long as you're on the one end. Like they're soft air rifles yeah. or something like that. I mean, that's that to me is uh, we, we've, we've, we've crossed the line. And, and when the police cross the line, I think it endangers all gun-related activities. Because uh, to me, those are the guys that we expect to uh, treat guns well and to show how you're supposed to deal with weaponry. Well, the, the thing that was interesting about this uh, was the... The supposedly peaceful demonstration about the kid getting shot. Now, whether or not the cops did anything right or wrong shooting the kid, you know, is kind of inconsequential here. But when the people got upset and they started to march, and the cops showed up in the riot gear, and the cops showed up in the the, the SWAT uniforms, and yeah, some people were fixated on the camouflage. I tr- I, I know different. Uh, teams wear different uniforms for different reasons. For a lot of it, like I said, administrative. But uh, well, but tell me that. What's the so? Why is it administrative? Fire resistant clothing. Why would you wear camouflage? Because it's fire resistant and it's cheap. Because they make it for the military. So you think they bought bought it surplus? You can get a free surplus if you fill out the right forms in your police department. Not not only that. I don't know if you guys have ever stood around in a black BDU set in the desert or anywhere or even in texas but it's hot man the, the camouflage and, thing didn't bother me i mean i don't care what you're wearing as long as you can you know see what your team is i mean they make me wear uh pastels and that's not camouflage you, you look call like it camouflage. you look like um you the pastels. sky minty green no you look like it's the beautiful. sky when you're in your uniform i look like a, a i pa- lose you when i'm like laying on the ground and you walk past me and i you blend in with the sky does that happen often my yeah. minty green uniform oh, yeah. but i thought I like all of in these the camouflage were carefully the researched to produce the maximum are you amount kidding me of no the Marine Corps did a good job with their camo. I like the multi-cam. Uh, the Canadians basically stole I the Marine like Corps the design, changed the color a little bit. Um, the Marine, wait, say that one more time. So the, the police Marine show Corps up did a lot of peaceful protest, but right. the Marine Corps developed their own, and then the Canadians used it. Kind of, yeah. Or was it? Was it a joint? Hey, what's this about? Was it a joint? <laughs> Damn, Canadians! No, 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 no. What's this about? Oh, who has a joint? No, basically, the Marine Corps did a, did a lot of studying, threw a lot of money, and it came up with a great camouflage pattern, and said nobody else could have this. And so when everybody else wanted to do it, they had to come up with their own. And that's why the Army ended up with the UCP. Yeah. That's why the Air Force ended up with the ABU. The Canadians took that, and uh, they kind of changed the pattern up a little bit. They were running a relish pattern, a pixelated digital pattern, before the, the U.S. military was. But 
Uh, once the Marine Corps adopted it, the, the Canadians actually changed, their, changed theirs to make it a little better. Okay, but, so like you were saying, forget the camouflage. Yeah. The cops are wearing camouflage. Cops I think camo. it's to intimidate people. Well, it's it's not necessarily 100% to intimidate people, but I'm sure that's taken into account when they adopt it. Okay. It's not like they all went, let's go put on our camouflage. We have to ad- intimidate these well, people. Well, I'm looking at a no, picture right here that. from one of the cops, and he's in just a uh, standard street uniform. Well, there was a lot of cops yeah, in the regular oh, but, uniform. But, so why are we on just the one guy's in the camo? No, no. So it doesn't matter. Because this guy's not intimidating. Maybe, that, maybe that he, guy was not even a if, cop. Maybe if, he was Maybe he was like ROTC. I don't and just know. was walking through the, the I'll riot. tell you, if, if I was this cop, I would feel intimidated by having about eight to ten people yelling in my face while I'm backed up against the wall. Yeah, but that's wall. your job as a police officer. You look at him. He's calm. He's well-trained. He knows what to do. The people are holding so, signs. So then what's the problem this with all good. the other cops? Because like they're Bill all well-trained. O'Reilly. What's that? They're all well-trained. So then what's the problem? Because he's not shooting at them. Because <laughs> they're holding signs and yelling in Yeah, that's in not one face. of the pictures of the guys shooting them. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, well, kind of my The thing point. is, is, we always say cops are supposed to do this and cops are supposed to do that. The cops are human. You know, everyone makes a mistake at your job. You never made a mistake at your job? Of course Listen. I made a mistake at my cops. job, but my job doesn't involve shooting people. But your job does involve important people's decisions in their lives because you are a lawyer. So yes. if you make a mistake, you could affect – you could, in theory, affect someone's life financially the exact same way that yes. a cop and could so affect someone I, else's life by shooting them. I do, and so I conduct myself and train myself for that not But you happen. also have, like, no, weeks to prepare for that when he has yeah. a situation that happens in front of his face within 10 seconds. He better have weeks to prepare for that. The cop? Yeah. Yeah. You, don't, you can't prepare job. for that's every job. single situation. Well, a riot would you be are a situation sure you could? that you I think that's kind of I'm interesting. I'm sure that's what they train you for. Oh, and yeah. every that's why situation. they have riot training. Every situation. Did you go to riot training when you were a cop? Can you train for every situation? He went to riot training when he was a cop. Wait, was this the day of the riot? <laughs> or was it beforehand? Like, <laughs> All right, fellas, here, here's some sticks and some shields. <laughs> Oh, see, I told you. Well, well no, trained. that's what I'm saying. I think that's a basic riot training. Here's some sticks and some shields. No, <laughs> actually, you know what? Uh, crowd control stuff is is very, um, it's very in depth, and it's it's people who go to those schools. Um, you're talking about things that are. <laughs> Alan is, is demonstrating, is demonstrating the proper the proper, the proper. Uh, stomp drag as they call it in the. Uh, tactical world and you know the neighbor th- below is not happy about it. I think it. him not wearing a shirt adds a little something to it. Well, it, it you definitely too. can see the jiggle more. Yeah. That's for wow. sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean ERT or I mean um, uh, riot control training is not something where they just hand people sticks and shields and they're like, alright, get out there and, and do the best you can, fellas. Um, it's, it's carefully orchestrated. Um, there are companies that specialize in it, uh, teams that specialize in it, and people spend a lot of time, you know, working on it. That's that's a school that you go to for three, four, five days um, and then continue to train so that you're up to date on it. It's a perishable skill just like anything else. And again, else. everyone makes mistakes. There's no mistakes, but a mistake is not walking through down streets firing um, projectiles at people. That I don't call that a... I mean, it is a mistake, but it's not something we kind of go off as like, oh yeah, I lost my cool. I walked down the street firing projectiles. Like and I get it because the police are up against some of the toughest stuff, but that's what they're trained for. That's what we're talking about. They have this riot training. Well, I mean, to say that because the officers are are using less less than lethal uh, munitions doesn't mean that by default they've messed up or they're making mistakes. There are, are plenty of times where that's actually called for. I w- I would completely agree, and that's what I thought was a little disturbing. Is some of these videos showed them. Aiming at people running away, standing with their hands up in the air. 
I mean, none, these guys weren't being shot at. They weren't in a situation where they had a wall of people. What They're is, literally walking down the street. What disturbed me about the videos, and like I said, you're just seeing a, a, a slice of what actually happened. Yeah. But what disturbed me about it was, like you said, it didn't. It appeared at the point that the videos were running that the cops were shooting indiscriminately at anyone on the street. And there was some antecedental evidence of some people who lived on that street coming out of their house, getting shot at, going back in their house. Because I go outside whenever I hear gunshot often. Are you kidding me? People run to that stuff. Yeah. They love to That's see that. They it's like don't. a car wreck. But here's the thing, Everybody too. Everybody it. Inside of riots... The people that are really trying to insinuate it and keep it going, they're usually in the very back, throwing stuff over oh, the yeah. front of other people's heads. Oh, yeah, and again, so what they do is they use those people in front of them as human shields because sure. they're going to fire into them. For sure. Here, here's where I kind of go. They, they were, right. the, the worst thing I ever saw was tossing bottles. That's a bad thing. That could hurt somebody. Uh, that could but hit you right in the temple of, and kill oh, you. It could kill you dead. But we're not talking about people could. firing guns at police officers. We're not talking about uh, being fired upon, being attacked in some direct way. So I don't. I just think the response should be measured to the. Um, the response should be uh, a measure to the uh, action. The Anaheim SWAT evidently has MGLs, so so they have the nicest toys out there. Oh, yeah, those are that's nice. impressive. <laughs> those are nice. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, like I said, we don't know exactly what happened. There's no investigative journalism tracking this. Uh, I have seen videos of investigative journalists getting shot at by the police because, like I said, they were shooting at people indiscriminately uh, from what it appeared to be. But, you know, you don't know what escalated up to that point. But but like Seth said, uh, I didn't see any – it really wasn't the, you know, the picture of civil unrest that you see, like I said, at the G20 – Seven or whatever it's called, the or summit. the yeah, the G <laughs> the G20 summit. summit, I think, isn't it? G20 is early yeah, 20. I think it's G20 summit. I thought it was more now. Damn, uh, it, I think it's 20. G20. Yeah, all right, the G20 summit, or you know, or at the Republican National Convention where people went crazy and you know, actually burned cars, and then the cops came in and you know swept everybody up. But I don't know. It just seems like the the cops. One person tried to make the comparison: the cops didn't want the people going to get, making their way to Disneyland. That they were protecting Disneyland. Well, that actually was, from what I understand, someone linked it to Disneyland somehow. Yeah. I'm sure some conspiracy theory. Yeah, sure. And I don't know and if I'd buy that. All they did was cut the video, right? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a riot one time. They they cut it just right to where we see the cops firing the you know the gas rounds off into the crowd and the bean bags and all that kind of stuff. But the whole point that we missed was the fact of the the guys running up to him and smacking him with sticks and then running back into the crowd and then running out and throwing stuff at him and then running back into the crowd. And then they decided to leave out the whole Molotov cocktail that was thrown as well. And all of this video showed was them shooting indiscriminately into the group of people. Well, well disperse of, at of this point. Of course, the power of the video, just like the news media might decide not to report something, the people on the other side are probably going to chop it up to make it look best for their right. side. That's well, why you have to do your own way you combat that. Yeah, it exactly. doesn't even necessarily. It doesn't even necessarily come down to editing. Sometimes just the view of the of the oh sure that little camera that little there's four a, minute clip you're seeing doesn't show the whole story. There's yeah. a sure. training video that we use uh, where for for taser. Where this officer, all you see on the video, it's a cam that's mounted to the taser, which is awesome. And all you see is him tasing this guy, and it, it looks like excessive force. I mean, he's just tasing this guy. This guy's laying on the ground, tasing this guy, tasing this guy, and um, you don't really get the whole picture. 
And it looks, when you just see the, the video, you're kind of horrified. You're like, oh my goodness. Um, even for me, I'm like, uh, you know, that's that may be a little excessive. What you don't see is that in the other hand, he has a handgun and he's holding another guy at gunpoint. And these two guys had just robbed a store. So this guy was like, this guy was like Batman. He had the taser leads in one guy. And that's the only video you're seeing. But he's also dealing with another guy at gunpoint. So every time the other dude moves, he gives yeah. him a tase. He can't, yeah. I'm not going to let He's trying to get up and run out. He's tasing him every time to keep Anaheim the guy Anaheim needed just that one cop. That's basically what it is. Yeah, they should have said that guy, His right? last name was Norris or something like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He was a Texas Ranger, I heard. No, the... Uh, but anyway, so not to bring up an old story, but these videos have been kind of going viral around everywhere. And I just... Uh, I personally thought it was uh, one of those that um, I think we need to prevent because I don't think... I don't want to see anybody in the gun community giving a bad name to uh, what we believe in, which is uh, the right to possess guns to protect freedoms and to um, protect yourself and not to oppress other people necessarily. Okay, so there was a shooting in Dallas, right, by, a, uh, I believe, a, a homeowner? Yeah, it was uh, – I don't think it was a homeowner. I think it was – let me find it. I got it right here. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Here we go. Dallas Resident 1, Home Invader 0. Uh, Dallas Morning News reporting on a young woman who shot and killed one of the two armed young woman. home invaders who kicked in her door. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what Jane. were you doing in Dallas, Alan? And what happened to your buddy? You know he had his shirt off. <laughs> what was that? I don't see any bullet holes in him, so it wasn't him. He was looking for his shirt. They, those well, are the he, people that were robbing him of his shirt. Yeah, he won't say it loud enough, but he, he was looking for his shirt. So there's a fellow, Charles Brown, who's evidently raising a young woman. and I guess he's raising her right because he said there had been How other break-ins at the home. How young is young? I don't know. They don't tell you if it's a minor. And what is he doing don't at think, home? I think, yeah, ask Scott. I think during the... Yeah, the news article said that she was 22. Well, don't ever ask Scott how young is too young okay. or young So I'm or sorry whatever. to be um, skeptical, but what is this guy doing in his home that he has multiple entries, forcible entries into his well, house? Evidently, he lives off Concordia Lane, which is evidently a bad neighborhood. Okay. I'm just thinking. Yeah, I don't, I'm I don't sorry. read lips. I'm sorry. I know. It, it just seems it's to nice me. It's a nice neighborhood? The guy works nights. Yeah? He was asleep. Taught his daughter how to shoot. Uh, Alan, guys. grab a microphone. Uh, obviously, Alan. Alan is here. What, what Alan is trying to tell us is... He's gonna, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk Talk All right, the, so we're talking about the Dallas shooting here. No, no. By your mouth, not in your mouth. Let's see. How did Petty teach me? <laughs> exactly. The Petty method. I'm going to patent that, by the way. <sighs> we're we're, we're going to put a video of that on our website. It was... Closer. He was asleep, and he had taught... His, it's just a, a father and a daughter that lived at the house. She's 22. He was asleep because he works nights, apparently. Two guys forcibly entered and started up the stairs, and she started shooting. Uh, they both exited, and... You sound like you're on the witness stand. One, one of them went down. <laughs> Again? And one of them dropped a gun. One of them actually had a gun wow. that he dropped in the house, and... She get one of them. She yeah. got one of them. One of them dead. One of them the other dropped ones, in front of the house. Uh, that took large. him to the hospital, and he. You know what you guys call it? At large. He expired. Well, the I think probably the pre pressing question about this is when you talk about home invasion, you talk about gun laws, you talk about armed citizens. Um, Southwest Oak Cliff was a neighborhood, evidently. Oh, that's a beautiful neighborhood. <laughs> you know, the the most important thing out of out of all of that, when you talk about all those those these questions that this this case brings up, is was she hot? Did it bring down? Yeah, was what she did hot? Wow. Did they have a picture? Oh, no. 
Okay, I mean, that, no, you so, know what? I do so, agree with Patty. So on this to one. answer my question, the dead guy was nineteen. Alan. So to, not even was because she's the one that's alive. So is. So yeah, to is. answer my question, hot, it hot. was a quote unquote nice neighborhood. It's yeah, just it was, was one of the. It's one of those nice neighborhoods surrounded by right crack next houses. to the ghetto yeah. because yeah. Oak Cliff is my not. They the have nice that. They have both of those. They do. A nice neighborhood right beside it. I forget the name of it, but yeah, there's like really nice homes right next to crack. I know Arlington. I'm trying to sell a house in Oak Cliff, so please. Are you? I'm sorry. Do you want to give Oak, up the address? Oak Cliff Maybe is a be... wonderful, wonderful neighborhood filled you, with. Everybody should live there and shoot somebody. Listen, Oak Cliff. It's a, isn't like a ten dollars fine there. Is beautiful. Second <laughs> mail only to University. Take a picture and mail it in. I think that's that's administrative. I don't think they charge everybody. Cold reported. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to buy a house, contact. Oh wait, no, sorry. No, I'm actually not selling house here. You gonna give a gun with the sale of your house? Free I think you gun. Free Maverick eighty-eight. Just coffins. Just get I'm thinking coffins. maybe a Bursa. Co- Bursa? That's horrible. Free coffins, Bursa. exactly. That's You'll what we never just... get the money you need out of that. And home. a high point. So. And a high I mean, point. here's the thing. Don't expect to buy a house in, in Oak Cliff <laughs> and get, you know, a, a, a STI. It just is not going to happen. You know what? You buy a house in, in, in Tanglewood, then we'll talk. You're going to buy a house for me in, in uh, Oak Cliff, you get the Bursa. I'm sorry. Well, that's, that's just part of the package deal. Hey, I think that's fair. Why I, I don't think it's sexually transmitted infections. Hey, I don't even think no it's. No one's talking about that. You just said something about. About getting a TI. It's a really popular gun. So they were going to be. They were going to be our next sponsor, oh. but uh, based here in Texas, actually, no longer now. STI and SVI. And I've actually shot a bunch of STI, and they're really, actually really I good. Love them. I love them. I actually guns. I carried one on SDI duty for a while. Did you? No, really? you yes. Did. Yes, I You're did. Insane. I, oh, well, you no, I carried, absolutely you know, insane. They're single stack lawmen. I was oh, one okay. of the first people to get okay. it. The Filipino gun. Oh, yeah. I, I like it. it. You know, it ran great. It ran great. Uh, so well, they put there, it together. It should run great. On that on that, de- on that particular department, um, after you had enough time on, you could carry uh, a you know a weapon of your choice as long as it was in the list and you qualified and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I was always a 1911 guy and carried, um, carried an SCI for a little bit. Nice. Until yeah. I upgraded to my, my TRP. Oh, you're still carrying a 1911? Yeah. 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 Uh, we, we can talk to you about. Well, actually, that. I'm working on the Glock. I've got the I've got the Glock in, in the works. Hey, I don't think you have like to have a Glock it from scratch. Or well, I just got done stippling no, it last it. week. He's printing it. <laughs> he's a 1911 guy. He can't printer. take a stock gun out of a box and shoot it. He doesn't think that works. No, no. Long slide? Are you this a guy, 1911 long slide? This guy gets this guy gets a Glock and. Before it, before he even takes it out to even look at it, he goes, "Hey, so what are those trigger bars? Those ghost trigger bars? Oh, you, could, should, should I put one of those in?" He's and an eleven guy. I told he's, you. He's ready to start taking you. it apart and messing with it. I've already got my my Heine sights for it, and uh, I stippled the uh, stippled the frame. Oh yeah. Do you get a go. tungsten guide rod? Because you got to hold that muzzle oh, flip down. You know what? I'm not. I'm not papered well, up like that. Say that. Hey, and, <laughs> and, and remember that when you stipple this, you can't actually replace that frame. Or that there's the grips. It's all one piece. I, no, I thought it's I less, could just. It's less than the sights he's running on his TRP. Do you just pop out? Can you just, do you just pop out that serial number? No, you send it to Glock. They send you a brand new frame with your serial number. No, no, on you it. just pop it out. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you don't, don't, I'm pretty sure no I could just do melt it down and, do that. and reform the the base, don't the do receiver that. portion. No, nobody do that do ever. Do not ever do that. It was a joke. 100. Uh, percent Alan told me to tell it, and I didn't think it was very funny. So the next story we want to talk about was uh, I hope hopefully slightly more topical. Than the uh, the Anaheim story, which turned out to be older than we thought, or the Dallas one that we no that was today. That's topical. With. That was topical. Oh yeah, no, I sorry. Wow. Okay. So the assault weapons ban. Um, last night in pod time, 
There was the second presidential debate, and uh, gun control was finally brought up. And uh, finally, the president <laughs> October sixteenth, which would be the wait, official time. Wait, hold on, let me look. Sixteenth, let's carry the one. Okay. Petty's He's never been good at So who was the Petty's debate between? I'm, I'm nodding at Alan without a it shirt. It was between a uh, president. Who's the president? That the the president. In pod time, George Washington, right? Is that where <laughs> we're going to go with this one? George Bush. Uh-huh. I'm not going to tell you which one, though. <laughs> so, no, uh, Barack Obama and Mitt Romney, Governor Mitt Romney, had a their second debate. And like I said, uh, gun control was finally brought up. And the president said something along the lines of assault weapons are bad. Uh, they shouldn't okay. be in the hands of civilians. But assault weapons aren't killing anybody, which I have to, you know, pull out the logic and go, well, if they're bad, why aren't they killing anybody? Or vice versa. You guys know what I mean. But he said that handguns were killing all his the people he knew in uh, Chicago. And so it was kind of people are jumping all over it. The, the right's going to jump all over it and say, look, Obama wants to ban our guns. Uh, and they may not be wrong. And the left's jumping all over and go, look, Obama's going to ban guns. We love him. Um, you know, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I, I still am convinced that uh, nobody's going to mess with gun control after the 1994 thing. I don't I don't foresee it happening, yeah. and I'm not. You what know, did I'm not Mitt really... Romney say about it? Uh, I assume he's for the ban. I fell asleep. Mitt Romney joined the NRA as a life member in 2008, right before he started his bid for presidency. Imagine that. Isn't that uh, one guy who did bowling for Columbine a life member of NRA? Mitt Romney is not pro-gun. He hasn't been historically pro-gun. He signed a, a. You don't have to say grun because grun? he's pro-gun. Did I say pro-gun? Because we got to have Asian guy on here now. Wait, which half? I'm still. <laughs> Unfortunately, the female half. Stop. <laughs> Unfortunately, ladies, it's just Alan. the bottom half. Stop pointing, Alan. <laughs> That's rude to point, Alan. So put your shirt on. So the, uh, the Mitt Romney. Uh, people say the rhetoric is that he voted for an assault weapons ban in uh, 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 brain fart, Massachusetts. Yeah, but uh, he really didn't. He kind of signed in a law that extended the temporary assault ban because it was going to be in limbo when the federal assault ban sunsetted in 2004 but he's he's not yeah, definitely that's not sounded a f- like a lot of back and forth for having signed a yeah. temporary ban he is not pro gun i can say that for sure i'm okay, not going to say so he's anti gun so you're though. saying to vote for obama no. No. Wait. Oh, sorry. I, I still can't decide. I'm serious. I don't know. No. That's one. We topic. talked about this. <laughs> we talked about this. You got to vote Republican if you if you want to. I think Mitt Romney will give us lip service. He's definitely not going to go after our guns. Uh, if if something came across his desk from Congress, I'm not saying he wouldn't sign it. Uh, if it was anti-gun, uh, he's not going to be a friend of the gun co- community. Um, so what did they discuss exactly about the assault weapons ban? Well, you know, it was a debate. Nobody discussed anything of uh, real oh. importance. Uh, it was a lot of platitudes and rhetoric. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, the Second Amendment, but uh, I don't think anybody should shoot at somebody else. But you thing. truly don't believe he's going to, that Obama will institute a gun ban? I, I, I really think he'll stay away. After what happened in 1994, I don't think anybody's going near it. Plus, he hasn't instituted much else that he's promised. That's true. He hasn't even put forward one, right? No, no. Uh, Holder did some saber rattling right before the Fast and Furious stuff broke. Oh, yeah, that didn't work out yeah. well. Yeah. So, you know, they're probably what still ducking and covering for that. I still don't understand why they're going to give them away to the Mexicans and take them away from us. 
Well, it costs them less to take them from us and give them to Mexicans. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like Jobs. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Anyways. Um, Steve Jobs. So we don't. Th- so basically, what you're saying is it was a good thing for gun nuts, for gun enthusiasts. Well, listen, there's a lot of right wing. Um, now he could get elected and turn 180. He could do whatever he wants. Has whatever he wants. He's a lame Thursday, president. Thursday before the election, he could come out with an assault weapons ban that he tries to push through Congress. He can do whatever he wants, right? Yeah. Uh, Romney could obviously flip flop and go back and say, "I believe an assault weapons ban is a good compromise." You, you know. Jesus. You never know. You never know. But you think it's not going to happen? You think the no, 1995 no. Uh, ban scared 94. everybody? That's what I said. 94. Yeah. What happened after everybody. in 94 when uh, after the assault weapons ban? Uh, actually, it was an anti crime bill of some sort. But anyways, after the assault weapons ban went through Congress, the NRA spent every single spare dime they had to get everybody who voted for that thing not reelected, and they all lost their jobs. They lost like 54 seats in the House and yeah. 13, it 14 seats in the Senate. It was, it was, and the Republicans took control of Congress, which they had had control of in so long nobody could remember. So when are, when are people going to stop panicking? Is it going to take the end of Obama's second you presidency know, if mean, it happens for people to start people panicking? People are always going to panic. That's yeah, what makes them people. And, 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 you know, the NRA, uh, God bless them, but they're going to send out emails that say, don't let Obama take your guns away. And so that's going to drive people into panic. And are they wrong to panic? I don't know. Does it hurt to stock up if you want something? I don't know. Maybe it's a little crazy to hoard it. But if, if you're going to buy it from me, I think you should pay more than a fair price. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. By the way, no. anybody interested, I have like 2,000 cans of Spam that I'm... Cans of Spam? Spam, yeah. You mean Spam you cans of ammo? up wasn't bad. Just no, save spam. it for when the... Uh, no, Spam cans of ammo. Nobody wants any Spam. Uh, and then the most important thing is Spam and your jet skis. And the hot chicks. And the hot chicks, yeah. And the ones with the tattoos. And the ones that point who towards the shoot land. at burglars in the night. I'd like to talk about an ammo fort at this... I know we already no, talked, about, already that. talked yeah, about, about, about ammo forts. Did we yeah. build an ammo fort, though? I think we should do that on the air. Let's do it. I don't think it would be very interesting, but... No, uh, no. How much ammo so does I guess it take we don't to have build like an ammo fort? People that call in like normal shows. We, we can. Hold on. <laughs> we had a call in, but somebody can't work the equipment. And Hold the, on, uh, I got one. The hold engineer on. was, was slacking. That's all I'm just going to say. Hold on, hold on. I got some. Why wouldn't you make who the Asian you the engineer? Do you have a plug-in for this? <laughs> Wait, who's Asian? Do you have a plug-in for this? <laughs> you, no. His phone. But it's this? but we're not going to Why are you do, grabbing your crotch when you say that? So how long have you been Asian? Uh I'd rather not say. <laughs> hey, That's kind of a personal question at this point. This is our first phone call, everybody. Ram? I'm kind is of excited. Are we doing prank phone calls? Neil. Right. Hey, what's up, man? Uh not much. Hey man, you're on the gun show podcast. Well, good deal. You I'm glad a, I get to be on y'all's show. Yeah. Um, what do you do? What do you do, uh, Neil? Do you are you do you enjoy guns? Yes, I, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a I'm a big outdoorsman. I love to hunt and I love to get out and shoot and have fun. What do you hunt, Neil? Uh, I hunt a little bit of everything. I hunt hogs. I hunt deer. People. Do a little farming hunting every once in a while. I like to get out and dove hunt. Hog hunting. That sounds like fun. Do you do that often? Uh, I do it as much as I can. As How often as... do you hog hunt? Tell the truth. Oh, uh, well, I, I hog hunt probably once or twice a month. 
once or twice a month. That's quite a bit. What do you hunt with? Uh, yeah. What kind of gun do you use to hunt hog? Well, um, if we're using guns, it's used either my thirty out six or. Uh, Wait, I'm, what do you mean if you're using guns? <laughs> Normally, he just rear naked chokes them out. Yeah, do you choke them out? Do you use bows and arrows? What are we talking about? Dogs. Well, we, we, we like to, we like to make it a little more challenging. We like Some to use. Uh, we like to, we like to use dogs on them. You like to we use like dogs. Like How is that more challenging for you? <laughs> That makes well, no sense. They're dogs. The dogs do all the work, don't they? I don't think they do. Well, uh, if, if you're lucky, they do all the work, but uh, when you're not so lucky, you have to t- take, take little hikes and uh, make little journeys uh, a couple miles in and around the woods to, uh, to get to where the, where the hogs ran. So lay this out. And, you uh, get out to the hunting place, right? And you let right. the first place? set of dogs go. The hunting, wherever you're going to hunt these hogs. Where do you hunt these hogs? Usually we hunt, we hunt most often in East Texas, somewhere around Canton or Athens or Tyler. All right, and so you get out there, and uh, you have two sets of dogs, right? Yeah, we have, our, we have our fine dogs, and then we have our catch dogs. All right, your fine dogs, what kind of dogs are they? Uh, they're they're blackmouth curs. Blackmouth curs. You don't have to get racist <laughs> on us. <laughs> No, okay, so they, they find the dogs. In other words, you let them go, and they just go do their thing. And uh, what, what happens? Yeah, we, we, have, we have them trained to go out there and uh, find the scent of a hog and work it and track them down. And then they go out there, and when they find them, they start baying them up and bunch them into a group and stop them from running. And, uh, so they just circle around running. them and stop the pig. Yeah, it's, it's called baying them. They, okay. they, they do bay they the attack and... the pig? Do they grab onto it? Well, they're not supposed to. The only time they do that is, is uh, if the hog tries to run away, and then they have to, then they have to get in there, and they usually bite at its heels or its ankles. And all right. So then you said you had the, what was the other second type of dog called? Uh, then we really bring in the catch dogs. Catch dogs. What kind of dogs are those? Uh, most of the time we're using pits. We're using pit bulls. I thought those were gentle dogs, though. Uh, they can be. They can be very gentle. And they, what you about know, the curs? Can... Are they a nice dog? Um, most of the time. You're a damn lie. Your dog is the meanest <laughs> dog I've ever seen in my life. Well, as soon as he doesn't, he might not like you, but she's she's quite gentle with me. All right, so what do you do once you catch the hogs? How do you kill them if you don't use a gun? Well, if we don't use a gun, we use, we no, use a large knife. And slit their throat. Is that a racial problem? Well, we either slit, slit their throat or stab them in the heart. Good one's easier. Yes. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Uh, it's, easy, it's, it's usually easier to stab them in the heart. If you got the right knife, it's, it's just easier to stab them in the heart. You don't have to worry what about that. Like, yeah, oh. what kind of knife? Uh, you got custom-made uh, rig or what? No, a lot of time we just use the... We have a couple custom knives, and we have one that's been... You can buy it off eBay called like a pig sticker, and it's like a... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was what they called the. I I thought that's what was they called the uh, the little switchblade Italian knives, wasn't it? Was that a pig sticker? They, they might be a specialty pig. You, you never know them. You never know them. Stuff you buy on eBay, they have all sorts of names. Yeah, for it. well, it, we're, we're gonna hook you up with our friend has. Ram from Zero Knives. We're gonna try to get you a custom pig <laughs> sticker. But we're yeah, not. Yeah, I don't think we can afford that. No, we can't afford that. I don't think Neil oh, okay. can afford that. So when you do shoot the hogs, what do you shoot them with? Oh, I either, I either use my .30-06 or I use a forty-five. And .30-06 with the Boss system? We use a 
I have a 30-06 Browning that A bolt I like. And uh, wow, Scott just predicted what you were about to say. It's like he knows you. <laughs> I'm telling you, he, he, he may have seen this gun before. How many pigs have you killed in your life? Oh man, Two. honestly, I stopped counting. No, okay, uh, I stopped counting. Over a hundred pigs. Oh, you well over a hundred. How's he We're talking about his women like that? Six hundred to a thousand. Six hundred to a thousand. That's a lot of pigs. That's a lot of pigs. That's yeah. more than the word Amaheim. I'm an, I'm an, damn it. So. Probably in our home. best year, we what on our best year we probably caught over three hundred. And do you get paid pigs. to hunt these pigs? Unfortunately, I don't. Not around here. I'm not. I'm not lucky like some of those guys on TV are. You need, okay. a, yeah, TV. You need you, a podcast. No, so Tell me, needs a podcast. You need a podcast first of all. Second of all, what do you think about the guys on the pig hunting shows? Do you watch those? I've watched the American Hogger before. And are you better than that guy or girls? Is that the uh, one with the guys and the girls? Well, um, I think the first one was with the guy and then his daughter and the son out there okay. in West Texas. So his daughter's kind but, of hot, yeah. right? I think so. I can't. Honestly, it's been a little while since I watched that. If a girl was totally into pig hunting, would you would you love you, that or would you hate that? that? Do you not want to have a hobby? You want You're time so to yourself and to do your own thing. I think I think it would I think it make life a lot easier. It makes the relationship a lot relationship work a lot better if she if she likes that kind of stuff. All right. So that, that what do you think? Are you noises. better? Are you better than the pig hunting people? Uh, the, the, the original American hogger. Yeah, any day of the week. Any day of the week. Oh, I think we have a uh, like a uh, what do we call those? Challenge. A challenge. challenge? No, a duel. I think of that. A duel. A challenge that goes Throw a long down. time. <laughs> Take I'm your glove off and slap what? him in the face. A feud? A feud. I think we have a feud You going. were looking for feud? No, I wasn't looking for feud, but I'll take it. We're on a podcast. Fail. All right, I think we got a feud. I think we're going to get them on the podcast, and we're going to call you, and we're going to have a contest. Uh, that sounds pretty exciting. I'll, I'll be up for it. All right, man. Well, uh, uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, thanks for, for being on our first caller. Tell being the first caller on our podcast. That's Neil. He's originally from Washington, uh, lately from Texas. And uh, thank you, Neil. Lately, it's all right. Take it easy, man. We'll talk to you later. Bye, Bye. Neil. Well, I think... All right, that was our first caller. I don't know what this is turning into. He just had a negligent discharge. Yeah. (laughs) Alan is dead. (laughs) Yeah, just on the inside. Funny enough, it was the one time he was wearing his shirt. (laughs) It's like he knew. (laughs) 